Hey guys, it's Dan with Really One Group. We're here today with Ryan from the Dirty Buffalo. Uh, we're going to talk about um, kind of origin story here in, in alignment with all the the, uh, the comic you know, superhero movies that are coming out. And then, uh, you know, where, where's kind of the vision, um, identity. We were just talking about kind of entrepreneurship and how that's kind of defined by uh, like the tradesman, the, the manager, and entrepreneur. So there's those kind of three roles that you guys have to fill here. Right. And then also we're going to do pretty badass giveaway here at the end. So, yeah. All right. All right. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thank and, you. Um, yeah, so I guess I'm going to kind of let the floor be yours. Tell me the Dirty Buffalo story. Maybe the origins. Where did you guys come from? Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, so, if you want to take it back. Yeah. <laughs> um, Russell Gilbert uh, is the owner of the restaurant. Okay. Um, him and I grew up together in western New York, right outside okay. of Rochester. Um, literally, we went to preschool together. Oh yeah, through high school. Very cool. Um, fast forward a couple years, you know, we graduate high school. Um, I joined the military, stationed here for a couple years. Okay. Um, he stayed in New York, but then eventually moved down here. I want to say 2007. Okay. Um, when his wife, also co-owner Stephanie Gilbert, sure, sure. Um, she went to law school, later married. Russ noticed something when they moved to Norfolk that I noticed here mm-hmm. when I was stationed here. Okay. It was... What years were you here? I was here 2000, 2001. Okay. Um, and there was nowhere for somebody to get what we would consider a real, authentic buffalo wing. Yeah. Um, and... That's, not not that's, to, to leave certain big box names unnamed. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, <laughs> we're, we're fine. That's our little mock them yeah. inside. Uh, and, and that's fine. Um, but, you know, as I know for myself, as an 18, 19 year old kid, yeah. who grew up in Western New York, that, you know, was moved into a completely different region. Sure. Um, not knowing anybody, not being familiar with anything. Mm-hmm. That was something that I missed. You grew you know, up with it, was, it. It was something that I grew up with. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't available to me. So, so my first um, main beer was in like, Brussels, Belgium, okay. and because uh, I, I, I was in the Navy as well, and I just saw tons of just you know the basic idiocy of, of over drinking. So I didn't even start drinking until I got to 22, and I went okay. to on a trip, and I had my first beer was like a Trappist beer, okay. right? And so it's like almost like I came back here. And had like a Bud Light or Bud White, and I was like, "Oh, what is this? this yeah. is a garbage!" I can imagine this is probably a similar experience. You grew up with what I would now say is like, "Oh man, this is these are really good wings." Right. And then you go taste you know, again a box store. Right? Yeah. And you're like, Look, people call this food. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so he recognized that as a niche that could be filled. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how the Dirty Buffalo was born. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he he had his own ideas and, and um, for a restaurant. I guess dating back to when him and Stephanie started dating. Uh, there's a funny story that I guess he told her on their first date sure. that he wanted to open a restaurant. Yeah, now, this was you know probably ten years before we opened the restaurant. Okay. Um, and, and he doesn't remember that conversation apparently, but she definitely does. Um, it's, so it's, it's, it's kind of something yeah. that they argue about fairly often, but um, it's it's just a funny story. And so fast forward, 2012, mm-hmm. um, March of 2012, you know, Russ opens the doors of the Dirty Buffalo okay. um, in our original location, yep, which is a block over, yes. um, and much smaller, more awkward space. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we, we outgrew that very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, it just took a while for us to leave there. But how long were you there? 
four and a half years. Okay. Um, I think we outgrew it in about two and a half. Yeah. But, you know, it took some time to, to figure this aspect. Sure, out. sure. So, you know, about three months into them being open in March, so March, April, May, June, mm -hmm. um, he gives me a call at that time. I was living in Brooklyn, New York. Okay. Um, and he gives me a call and he says, "Hey, man, it's getting really busy. I kind of want some help. I need, yeah. I need somebody to come help me." And you're one of the only people that I can truly trust to come do this with me. Sure. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm kind of looking for a change. Mm -hmm. So I took a leap of faith, moved down here in September of 2012. That's a big move. Um, yeah. And for moving in, into three or four months of a brand new business, that's a leap of faith for sure. Yeah. Um, but I knew, I knew Russ. Yeah. I knew his wife. I knew the drive, the motivation, the type of people that they were, mm -hmm. and that's kind of what gave me that warm and fuzzy that sure. this is probably a good idea. Yeah. Um, so, you know, made that leap of faith. We were very busy at that time, what we thought was busy, mm -hmm. um, and you know, it continued to progress, and the sales, they never dropped. It, it just always continued to grow. Yeah, I imagine, I mean, you guys probably don't do a ton of advertising. Uh, <laughs> None. Uh, yeah, up I, until recently, we did zero advertising aside from your social media posts. Sean, Sean what was your first time at Dirty Uh It was probably around that two or three years over there. Okay. I think it's still did someone tell you about it? Or? Yeah, yeah, I got it with Tony you. Yeah. I drove by and I was just like, Dirty Buffalo. Yeah. And then, so my wife, we were with my wife and kids, and now we come literally two or three times a month. But uh, we just decided to stop in. Yeah. And uh, there are three places that I tell, like, if you live in Norfolk and you haven't told your friend about these restaurants, you're not really their friend. Yeah. And those three are uh, the Grand, Dirty Buffalo, and Hansen Biscuit. Awesome. <laughs> and so you've made you've made like, to be you know, that, uh, top three for yeah. our family. Pleasure to be in that. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of how it started. Um, you know, in the four and a half years that we were there, mm -hmm. you know, like I said, we kind of got through it after about two, two and a half. Um, and as luck would have it, the, the restaurant that was here around the time that we were trying to leave mm -hmm. um, ultimately didn't make it. Sure. And this building became available. Mm -hmm. um, it, it took a lot of dominoes to fall for that to happen. Sure, sure. Um, but it was kind of one of those like awe moments. Yeah. Um, so this opened up, we closed down for a week. Okay. So we bought this building, Russ and his wife bought this building. Uh, he began the renovations in March of 2016. Um, come, I want to say it was August 17th, Yeah. was when we opened here. That's so crazy. He did start the renovations in March. We closed there mm -hmm. August 7th. Moved everything over. Moved everything over. Retrained everybody because that was quick service. This yeah. is full service. Yeah. Um, myself, I have zero restaurant experience other than working in a pizza shop sure. when I was 16. And what did you do most there? I was in IT. <laughs> um, so nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, maybe some um, systems yeah. or, you know, yeah. or you know, an unchained system. Um, him, you know, he had one year of server experience. Mm -hmm. That's it. Sure. Um, so, you know, we moved into this full service. I essentially learned as we went okay. how to run a full service restaurant. Sure, sure. You know, I had the quick service down. Now it was time to learn how to do uh, mm -hmm. full service. And um, well, I think the, the, I mean, sorry to interrupt, but the, the idea of like, because you just produce good food. Yeah. Um, and and I've, I've, I mean, I've, I was telling Sean the last time we were here, like, I've never had that event. That's awesome. Um, and one of you guys had tried out a new chicken and like, I think bean soup just recently. 
announced that I'm really good. They were trying it out. Yeah, yeah. It was delicious. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. And so it brings you back. Like, yeah, I mean, any restaurant, right? Like, I think it's if your food is phenomenal, even if it comes out a little bit later, like, I don't care. Yeah. And that's one of the things that we have preached from day one, specifically Russ has preached from day one, is that, you know, it's 80% service, 20% food. If food is good, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay. That's actually right. Okay. 80% service, 20% food. Sure. If the food's on point and the service is on point, mm-hmm. people are going to come back. Yeah. If one or the other is off, yeah. you may not come back. Yeah, yeah. Um, but to us, it, the service side of it is far more important. Okay. Uh, you know, if the service is bad but the food's good, you might do takeout every so long. Sure. You're not going to come back and dine in. Sure. And, you know, I'm not sure if you know the ins and outs of the restaurant industry, but you make a lot of money selling alcohol. Mm-hmm. You make a lot of money yeah, the market soft drinks and, way, way and stuff like that. Sure. So you want to drive customers back mm-hmm. into the restaurant. Well, that keeps your, your, you know, your waitresses and waiters employed. So. Exactly. Yeah. So the service has to be there. Uh, the food quality, as far as we're concerned, we know is always going to be there. Yeah. But I think the biggest struggle, not necessarily struggle, but the, the thing that we always have to drive home yeah. is that service. The challenge of the Because it's not... It's not just walking up to somebody and saying, what can I do for you today? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. That, it's bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelsey uh, is our favorite server. Okay. If she sees this, shout out to Kelsey, because okay. we use her every time. She, yeah, we request her every time. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, that's a big part of it, and it was something that I had to learn. You mm-hmm. know, I didn't come from the service industry, so it was, yeah. I did customer service, sure. but I didn't really understand. Yeah, uh, totally so, it's one of those things that having learned it while I was here and experienced it, mm-hmm. it's easier for me to translate it to somebody else. Yeah. Um, and like, this is where I came from. Understand that yeah. it's difficult for me as well. So, um, yeah. Cool. All right. So um, the next piece we're going to hit is like, I guess, vision, right? So, right. Uh, you guys have kind of some big plans, and some of that's come to fruition here recently. We do. Um, so. I know it sounds, uh, I guess, grandiose, is that the word? Sure. Um, to start a business with the idea of franchising. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's exactly what we did. Yeah. Um, it, it was, it, it has changed over the last couple of years, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, initially, Russ wanted to start it as a quick service restaurant and move it into a sure. franchise. Makes you think of uh, the founder. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Great movie, man. Yeah. Um, but, it, it grew and it just became something bigger than just a quick service restaurant. Mm-hmm. And you know, now here we are with the franchising, and you know, you have to look at the things that we've accomplished over the last almost seven years. So seven years will be our, or March will be our seventh year open, mm-hmm. um, March twentieth. Um, and you know, going to the National Buffalo Wing Festival mm-hmm. and coming back with three first place trophies. I mean. You walked into the lion's yeah, den. That had to be like almost surreal. Like coming in. 100%. Yeah. I mean, it was 100% surreal. And I'm not ashamed to admit, and, yeah. and I don't think Russ is either, that, you know, we got the first award and it was really cool. It's like, yeah. oh man, that validates something. Yeah. And then we get called for the second one. We're up on stage in front of, you know, hundreds, thousands of people. Mm-hmm. Not hundreds of thousands, but hundreds. I too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and they announced the second one. Mm-hmm. And it's safe to say that both of us got emotional. Like, yeah. We teared up. Sure. We didn't like flat out ball, but you guys have been working long, hard days for a long period of time. Yeah. Um, 
even though you've had validation of your success, you know, moving into a different new store, just growing and growing and growing. When you're recognized from your peers, yeah. um, especially the, the peers of, of people that you kind of are looking at, respecting, going, man, I want to be there, and they're going, hey, man, you did great. Yeah. Did that help? That choked you up a bit. Yeah, no, it was amazing. Um, and, to, and to have you know that experience um, under our belts and the awards to go with it. Um, the third award that we won wasn't for a sauce, but it was the Rookie of the Year Award, mm -hmm. which they gave to the busiest of the new restaurants. Okay. Um, there were nine other restaurants there that were brand new, mm -hmm. and I don't know the exact numbers, but I can tell by our line versus everybody else's mm -hmm. line that we were significantly busier, and that sure. was awesome. You know, that was a good feeling to have to walk into Buffalo, like I said, and, and to come away with those awards. Sure. Um, now, I mean, so this hits on one of the questions I was going to ask. You know, obviously that happened for a reason, right? So if you had to kind of try to put your thumb on, like, what's been some of, I hate this question, but I'm asking you, the key to success. Like, what is, what is it that about your food or your style, or what is it that you guys do? Because in, in that atmosphere, it's probably a little less based on service and more about the food, right? Yes. So, like, what is it that, that you guys, how do you keep kicking ass so much? Uh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna use some verbiage from Russ. Sure. Um, which I wholeheartedly agree with. Um, it all boils down to consistency. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, it's all about the consistency. Um, are you putting out the same product yeah. consistently? I'm literally uh, watching the founder as he's going around checking pickles. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. I, that, yeah. I mean, that yeah. really is all it is. It's, mm -hmm. Are you providing the same level of service every time? Mm -hmm. Is Are the drinks being poured the same way every time? Yeah. You know, it, it's that is the building block for what we've been able to do over That's the last cool. seven years. Very cool. Uh, you know, you can throw the service aspect into it. You can throw sure. taste, but where does the taste come from? Mm -hmm. you know, it comes from consistency. Yeah. Where does uh, the service come from? I think it's a scene where he's talking about like the moisture content in the potatoes. It's like the margin of error is like three percent moisture content yep. to make sure that the fries come out the exact same way. Yep. I imagine there's a certain amount of meticulousness that comes from what you guys do here. There is. Uh, and my belly appreciates that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't think I'm throwing Russ under the bus by any means with this. He's he's a little OCD. Yeah. Um, and, that, and that has translated into the service aspect, the quality of the food, um, the timing, you know, how everything is timed, how everything is cooked, yeah, yeah. Um, all that stuff, you know, that has been a benefit to help us grow. Okay. Um, and he has been the driving force behind that, whether it's behind me, mm -hmm. whether it's behind his wife. Uh, I, I can wholeheartedly say that I've learned so much from him, mm -hmm. and him and I have learned a lot from each other sure. in the last seven years. That's a good relationship. You know, it, it's, it's been, been interesting. Mm -hmm. We've got our days. Sure. <laughs> but um, yeah, to, to answer your question, consistency. Well, and um, right before we got here, you were saying that you just got off the phone with a potential person that's interested in the franchise. Correct. Um, so, having just announced um, franchising, which, you know, again... When, when did that go, I guess, live? Or? Um, we were officially approved for franchising November 27th. Okay. And the way franchising, specifically for Virginia, uh, so there are 13 states mm -hmm. of the 50 that the state has to approve franchising. Okay. 
and I understand the process. It's a, it's a good process because they're looking out for the franchisees and the franchisor. Yeah. Some states they don't really care. Sure. Um, but Virginia is one of those 13 states. So we were approved to sell in Maryland, North Carolina, South Carolina, basically every surrounding state mm-hmm. other than Virginia back in October. Okay. Uh, but we had to wait for approval from the state of Virginia. Um, once we got the approval, we announced it. Um, so that's two and a half weeks ago, almost three. Yeah. Um, and up to this point, we've had probably 12, 12 to 13 people apply. Okay. Um, Are those all local or are they different states so far? We've had a couple. We've had uh, New Orleans, we've had Ohio, um, but most have been local areas, which is wild. Where did, they, where did that lead even come from? Uh, I know the Ohio one actually came from one of our servers. Uh, it's a family friend okay. up there, um, and then I'm, the not, I'm yeah. not sure where the New Orleans went yeah. from. None of us are really sure, and I reached out to them. I haven't put sure. anything back, but um, the ones in the local area, uh, we got some pretty promising ones. I'd mm-hmm. say of the 12, mm-hmm. probably about five, mm-hmm. four of which are like partnerships. So mm-hmm. it's two guys, two guys, sure. and then just one guy by himself. Okay. Um, so we got some pretty promising leads. Um, I'm very excited. You know, I got another phone call as soon as you and I are done. That's awesome. Um, so, you know, it's it's cool. This is this is what we yeah. set out to do, and it's actually happening. And it's, it's it's super surreal, yeah. especially knowing where Russ and I came from. You know, um, I was just I was telling Sean because we we came over to watch the uh, the Dolphins game, um, which I hear is uh, a mockery too. <laughs> uh, but we, we like we almost like felt like a little bit of a sense of pride that like the place that we kind of discovered in its infancy and then get to see it go to the franchise almost feels like we had like it sounds goofy as it sounds we have like almost over so like yeah man, I was I was there when so I I like how you segue into this uh, you know I you have those people that are gonna start to badmouth us because they're going to think the quality goes down or the service goes down. Mm-hmm. And I understand that. But here's what I, I guess, what I relate that to. Mm-hmm. I, before I started doing this, I was working in the music industry. That's why I was in Brooklyn. And I relate it to the music industry because you have these small acts mm-hmm. like that people just fall in love with. They sure. Just, they're all about what they're doing and they, mm-hmm. they love the music the that they're putting out. Right. But then they sign a major record deal, mm-hmm. and then all oh, they sold out, and it's going to get worse, and this, that, and the other thing. I don't think that's right. I don't mm-hmm. think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you you should be proud of those people. That you know maybe they did set, set out to do that. Maybe they sure. did set out to sure. do uh, sign a major deal, you know, record label or mm-hmm. whatever. But that's what they wanted to do. Yeah. That in and of itself, you should mm-hmm. be happy for them. Yeah. And well, uh, the last Bison is a good example. Of, I don't know if you're or a local band, right? Yeah, a local band yeah. that we, we saw and then signed them like a major record deal that were like literally like uh, I think three fourths of them were part of a local church like worship band and then everybody loved them, they played locally and all of a sudden they got recognition and got good on the radio and they signed a couple deals and it was just kinda of fun to go. Yeah, you know, I think we've seen a little bit of change over them over time, but I mean, they're still a phenomenal band. Right, right. Um, and I, I don't know, I guess, like, maybe it's because my entrepreneurial spirit too, but I, I just think I'm like, it's awesome to see someone that I really like see success. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, and, and I hope people feel the same way um, about us because at the end of the day, we're still going to be the people that are driving this train. Yeah, absolutely. Myself, Russ, Steph, 
Um, you know, eventually when we start really getting some of these franchises, um, our current staff members, whether they're the GMs, the kitchen managers, mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. they're going to come on board as some of our staff members on the corporate side as well. So, you know, it's still the same people that are running this business. It's not, you know, we're not selling to some big giant corporation. Yeah. Um, and there's a reason why. You, you are the giant corporation. In, sure. In a word. <laughs> Eventually, it's weird to think about it that yeah, way. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but eventually, you know, it's going to be, or, or there's a reason why part of this franchising for us mm-hmm. is that we want to do it slow. You know, we want to do one to two this year. Um, and the reason being, in the local area, mm-hmm. uh, and the reason being is that we want to be hands-on with these franchisees. Cool. We want to be able to be available to them at all hours of the day sure. um, to where they can give us a call and, hey, I need this. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'll be there first thing tomorrow or if you need me right now. Cool. Yeah. Um, but you have that reassurance sure. that the people who have gone through probably every problem that we could have faced mm-hmm. um, are there yeah. to help you. Uh, I mean, that's sort of the franchise, you've pre-solved problems. Exactly. Yeah. So we're, we're going to do, we're going to be cutting this into a shorter and a longer piece, um, but I don't, want to, I don't want to cut you short if there's any other piece that you want to share about your story. If you, are you, are you wanting to go nationwide? Is it only going to be East Coast? Oh, yeah. One you know, said, like, taste is, hey, again, another one, like, you know, I knew Rob when he just owned Borgio, and then when he became part of Taste, okay. they expanded. Now they have their first store in Richmond. Nice. And it's, it was cool to see them go from like a couple of shops to a little over a dozen locally. Yeah. And, you know, they got the first shop in Richmond. They kind of want to slowly expand. And yeah. you've gone through some of those other kind of version growing pains, if you were. How do you make things consistent? You know, are we have both products? You know, it, it, again, back to the founder thing, it's kind of like you, you don't want each store doing something different. Right, and one of his main uh, he goes with the stores and they're serving like chicken wings yep. and, and things like that. It's funny, he has McDonald's that do that, but you know, or not chicken, chicken dip, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so you have this like you want this product and this consistent message to go out there. Um, so, I guess, uh, to answer the, the yeah. future question, sure. um, you know, like I said, we want to grow locally first, uh, start slower, and one of the things that I brought to the table was a different, not to do my own horn, but a different perspective on mm-hmm. things, in that when Russ thought about franchising, it was just going to different college cities, or, which is a great idea, don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. Yeah, yeah, State and Shake's kind of done that. But to me, it's the military. Mm-hmm. This is the largest military-centric area in oh, yeah. the world, mm-hmm. and you're establishing a foothold here. now. What happens when that sailor or marine or airman goes to San Diego, goes to Jacksonville, Mm -hmm. goes back up to Great Lakes? I mean, I would like to have I would like to have one in Great Lakes on the base because they're coming out of boot camp, going day school. They have a doctor here. Exactly. That is one hundred percent my thought process. Um, I mean, if this place existed when I was in the Navy here, it's a a no brainer. It's one of those things that you know, brand recognition. They're coming here while they're stationed here. Now they got to go somewhere else. I, I can't tell you how many guests of ours that get stationed elsewhere mm-hmm. that we either get emails from or Facebook messages or whatever postcards. We get postcards sure. from people. Uh, one was out of Rhode Spain. Yeah. One was out of uh, kind of Galveston. I think or no, they're in Las Vegas now. Yeah. People send us postcards telling us how much they miss their wings, our wings, yeah. and how much they wish that we were there. And, uh, and that's just a great. 
that's a great feeling to have. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's, that's amazing. And now, uh, out of you guys have the restaurant here. Um, I don't think everybody knows that you guys have takeout, um, which <laughs> yes, I've done times. Yes. Uh, do you guys cater at all? We do. Okay. Um, we have a catering menu that you know somebody can shoot us an email. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, hey, I'm looking to cater. Okay. We're going to ask a bunch of follow-up questions, other sure. people, all that fun stuff. Do you um, provide the staff and then for that we catering? Provide the catering menu. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Right. Um, we've never done an off-site catering event. We typically mm-hmm. do them in-house, or I've delivered. The sure. food before, but sure. I mean, our food doesn't necessarily need you know, somebody to serve it to you. You take a wing here and there and mm-hmm. take some french fries. So it's usually just a drop off, but we now, can offer that service if need be. Another admission of, of uh, maybe fanboying the uh, your fries are so good. Like, just the fries by the Like, I, I literally said this the other day. Um, Obviously, my belly is indicative of this. I have stopped through McDonald's like line just to get a Diet Coke and fries because they're so phenomenal. Okay. And the first time I had fries here, I was like, holy crap, these fries are amazing. Okay. And I've been tempted driving by to go, just, 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 get, just get a little set of fries. That's so, that's so tasty. <laughs> and then you also, you also make them where they're, uh, is it dirty fries, where you, you know, put the seasoning and the sauces on the, the dirty fries has the beanless chili on it, um, the poor man's wings, you can get that's the, what the sauce yeah. or the rub on it. Yeah. Um, we do have online and mobile ordering. Mm-hmm. It's a minimum of twenty-five dollars, but okay. you know, maybe I'll make a special exception for you. Just order a size <laughs> and you just walk in and pick it up. You know? Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, anything else coming up down the pipeline? That uh, flavors yeah. or anything else coming up? That's, well, <laughs> are you not allowed to divulge? I would if I could. Yeah. Uh, we actually typically think of the flavor of the week the day of. Okay. Um, which I'm trying to reel Russ in mm-hmm. so that we can do like a whole year's worth. Yep. So that we know ahead of time what we're going to do. One of my new favorites is the lime jalapeno. Okay. The, the, the habanero. Lime habanero. Yes. One of those two. Lime jalapeno. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's yeah, fantastic. Very good one. Cool. Um, we do have a franchise launch party coming up, mm-hmm. uh, which is the day before the Super Bowl. Not the day before the Super Bowl. The week before the Super Bowl. Okay. It's going to be a Sunday, January 27th. Um, obviously, Super Bowl is coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, which we always do. Yeah, so get your orders in early. We do pre-orders for, yeah. for Super Bowl. Um, we cut off the phones at a certain point during that day. Yeah, I think I missed the cutoff last year. It's, I was it's our busiest day of the year by far. Sure. Um, and you know, at a certain point, you kind of have to just here we go. Yeah. Cool. Um, we're going to be doing Dirty Buff Fest again this year. I don't know if you were aware of that. We did a wing fest. Well, it's a, it's a festival that we put on over at the Little Creek location. Um, we bring back some of our events. So the last three, three years, we have done a wing eating competition. Okay. Um, it's not a quantity challenge. Mm-hmm. It's a heat challenge. Yeah, okay. um, <laughs> and that's fine. Um, yeah. We also bring back what's called our Dirty Challenge. Uh, maybe you saw it a couple weeks ago. It was on uh, WTKR okay. uh, Channel 3. They came in and they had one of their employees do it and one of our guests do it. Uh, it's a five-pound plate of food. You have to finish it in 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we did that. That's also one of the events. Um, we had a live band, a bunch of games for the kids. Sure, sure. I mean, my stuff. kids love the, the arcades. Nice. In the back. That's, nice. You know, we have $3 for $5 in the Right, right. 
Yeah, so we're looking to bump it up this year. Uh, I, I personally would like to bring in a main band this year. We had a cover band, which yeah. was fine. I highly recommend BJ Griffin. He did our client party recently, okay. and he was phenomenal. Okay. Uh, yeah. But hey, I want to uh, make sure we hit right here at the end. Um, we're going to do a big giveaway. Yes. Right. So we'll, we'll, what are the people fighting over? $100 gift card. $100 gift Hundred dollars worth of links. Yeah. 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 Um, which can be used. Uh, it's <laughs> maybe don't put this in. There. Yeah. Um, supposedly our gift cards. So for the last two years. Okay. Each gift card has been location specific. Okay. Supposedly our POS company has figured out how to make them work. That doesn't stand for what you think it means. It's point of sale. Yes. Point of sale. Yeah. Um, I believe it's in effect now. Okay. Hopefully. We'll, we'll make it work yeah, if, we'll if you're it. wanting to go down a little free form and we'll make it work. We got a $100 gift card, so uh, make sure you like, comment with your favorite flavor of either dry or uh, sauce, and then just share. We want to get these guys as much exposure as possible. They freaking rock. Um, I, like I said, I come here easily two, three times a month. Um, anything else you want to share with the people? Uh, How do they get a hold of you? What's the number here? Yeah, I mean, those of you that have supported us and maybe you haven't supported us, uh, thank you. Um, those that haven't yet, we're taking on all new customers, uh, new guests. Um, phone number here at this location is 757-226-7851. Um, and if you do happen to call the other one, 757-321-7242. Very cool. Hey, uh, this is again Dan Amon with Really One Momentum, uh, real estate, if that's not clear enough. And uh, again, we're right here with Ryan going over Dirty Buffalo Wings. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for coming in.